have you ever wondered why mean girls actually wear pink do you have a zoom date coming up and want to know how to dress double o sexy like the bond girls on screen or are you wanting to nail that stylish superhero off duty look have no fear cinemas anna wintour is here I'm your host, Andrea Aragba, and you're listening to The Real Fashion Podcast. Your go-to for all things fashion, costume, and personal style in the world of film and television. In this week's episode, we're going gory, we're going scary, we're going American Horror Story. Season 5, Hotel. What if I told you, Will Drake had to die? You're giving me dangerous thoughts. All great ideas are deadly. What the hell's Devil's Night? Oh, sweet. This place is marvelous. Is there a problem here? I'm not on the list. I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. I goddamn live here! That's right, season five of Ryan Murphy and Brad Felchuk's anthology television series. Each season is conceived as a self-contained miniseries, following a different set of characters and settings and a storyline with its own beginning, middle and end, with even some plot elements of each season being loosely inspired by true events. Not to mention many of the actors appear in more than one season, often playing a new character, which is something, at least in my lifetime, I've never, ever seen before. As per usual with American Horror Story and other Ryan Murphy screen creations, it does not miss with its star-studded cast, ranging from Kathy Bates, Sarah Paulson, Evan Peters, Angela Bassett, Gabriel Sabidi, and none other than Stephanie Germanotta, or as we all better know her as, the mother monster herself, Lady Gaga. Hitting our television screens and Netflix accounts from October 2015 to January 2016, in American Horror Story Hotel, we check into the Californian Downtown Cortez, an art decor grand hotel which is a bit run down way past its glory days. The mysterious Hotel Cortez gets on the radar of its inquisitive and intrepid Detective John Lowe, played by Wes Bentley. This spot of leisure and relaxation hosts multiple paranormal, chaotic and fatal events that are overseen and spearheaded by blood-sucking, catwalk-ready, Medusa-like Doyen. Lady Gaga's The Countess. To help jog my memory and explore this world of murder, sin, loosely based reality and fashion is none other than 2020 graduate, my friend, Sarah. Hello. <laughs> How are we doing? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. That was a mouthful, but we've got there. No, I lost it. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> so Sarah, I've got you on here to talk about American Horror Story Hotel season yeah. five. I want to know, when did you like first watch Hotel? So it was... It was actually um, Halloween 2015. Well, I was obsessed with uh, uh, AHS, like, for the whole of... I think I was in year 12 at that point, and that's when I discovered it. And, like, I remember hearing about it, but I heard bad reviews about Hotel, and I was like, oh, it'll probably be quite shit. Like, let's just give it a go. It surprises me because, like, anyone who knows me knows that I'm terrified of everything like <laughs> our, my group chat with my friends at home like we all have like a deadly sin and mine is fear I'm pretty sure that that's not a real deadly sin but like we've added it um and I'm scared of everything literally I can't watch scream like stupid stuff like that but like American Horror Story I love it and it's so out of character but I think because the acting is so good and the stories are so good that I just love it and Hotel is definitely my favourite because I think it has like a style to it that the others don't do you know what I mean like but it has its own vibe to it and I love it yeah. but yeah I watched it first in October 2015 I'm pretty sure maybe it was 2016 and um, I've re-watched it many times since 
So <laughs> at the 73rd Golden Globe Awards, Lady Gaga's performance of the Countess won her Best Actress in a miniseries. Do you think yeah. she actually deserved it? Was she worthy of the accolade? I am a bit like um, I don't know what the word is like enchanted by her. I think it. I think it definitely has something to do with her like. Physically, I don't want to. I'm not reducing her to that. She's an amazing actress and everything, but like she's really like amazing to watch. I think because she's just so like interesting looking. Like I don't know if that's rude. <laughs> I mean it in a very good way. Um, but I think she's just really like elegant and like I think the role really suits her. So mm-hmm. I think like I I mean I'm sure I've seen like performances that are just as good that haven't won awards or whatever but I do I do think it's deserved because it's just really well casted I don't know when I watched it it just made sense that she was the countess yeah. do you know what I mean a bit yeah, wet, yeah. But like, yeah. I, know, <laughs> I, I think she deserved it like she was great and I've not, not really seen a character like that before mm-hmm. um so it's not like she kind of you know can take inspo from like loads of different things because I, I do think it's quite unique so the 68th primetime creative arts emmy awards saw lead ahs hotel costume designer lou Irick and her team win an award for outstanding costumes for a contemporary series limited series or movie and then at the 20th OFTA Television Awards, which I have no idea what that stands for, but we're going to go with mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. <laughs> the show won again for Best Costume Design in a Non-Series. Season 5 was not Irik's first rodeo with American Horror Story. She's worked on the Season 1 pilot and all of Seasons 2, 3, 4 and 5. What makes AHS Hotel memorable and identifiable from the likes of Murder House, Asylum, Coven, Freak Show, Roan Oak, Cult, Apocalypse and 1984. Wow, will this show ever end? Is, <laughs> I know, right? Is yeah. not just that it's set in a hotel, but it's costuming and, and distinction. A bit like what we said before. There is a yeah. lack of temporality at the centre of it all. The fashion yeah. elements differ from character to character on the basis of what time period their wardrobe is supposed to be depicting. And in fact, in an interview with LA Times, Lou Irick states, every season has been like a specific era. Season one was contemporary. Season two was mostly 60s. Season three was contemporary with some 1800s flashbacks. Season four was all 40s and 50s. And this year, so the year that Hotel came out, the biggest difference for me is even though it takes place in 2015, every character is from a different era. So we have people from the 20s, 30s, 40s, 70s, 80s, 90s mixed in. And I want to know what you think about just, yeah, what you think about being reintroduced to the best fashions and stylings of each decade. I think it's really cool. And like, it's definitely something that I think even if you're not like into fashion or whatever, like you're going to notice like all the different kinds of like extravagant gowns and everything. Or even just like, yeah, even... Like, it's very detailed. Like, I remember there's a scene where, like, they kind of take the make out of present-day, like, hipsters and stuff. And, yeah. like, they pay really close attention to that. And then also in the flashbacks. So when um, the Countess is, like, first introduced to, like, Hollywood actors and stuff, um, she's... It's in the 20s and she's wearing, like, the most amazing, like, flapper girl outfit. And then in her general wardrobe, I think it's mainly, like, 40s classic gowns and stuff. I could be wrong. Um, But, yeah, I think it's like, adds an amazing layer of, like, spectacle, whatever, to the show. Like, I just love it. I think it's great. And, like, it's really experimental as well and just... 
And I think they just, she chose the outfits perfectly for Lady Gaga as well. Because you just can't, you can't separate her from her like glam and, and everything in the show. You know what's so funny? Because I remember the first time, I don't know if you do this, maybe, I don't know, yeah. maybe I'm alone in this, but whenever, whenever like a new season of like American Horror Story comes out or just a new season mm. of any show, I just mm. watch it. I just binge watch to say that I've watched it, right? And then yeah. afterwards, I'll go online. I'll see what people are saying. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, it's this, you know, I'm like, what are you talking about? I just watched really? it. I didn't see it. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember with like, uh, with Hotel, the first time I watched it, I remember being a bit confused as to why like, just people were just in different time periods. Like, why am I seeing someone who looks yeah. like in the 40s talking to someone who's in like the 90s or whatever? I didn't get quite that. get it. Considering that the show clearly explains why that is the mm-hmm. case, right? How like, they look like that because that's the time period that they died and all of that, right? Yeah. It just didn't, it didn't compute. So the second time I watched it, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Yeah. It's a bit weird. I yeah, I don't know how I missed that, which is really bad. But yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just because we're in this decade that we can't really see. We can't look at it in the same way as we look at the outfits from the previous decades in the show. But like, it kind of makes you think, oh my God, we've really, we're, we really, as a gen, on a general basis, like it's pretty boring now. Like, yeah. if you look at like the characters from our era, like, I don't know, there's not much going on. But I also kind of feel like, and it's sort of what we're going to talk about now is yeah. I feel like one of the reasons why that is the case is fashion is so cyclical and there's just no reality yeah. at the moment. Well, there is, Good. but like only on the runways, not on your high school. Yeah, you know what I mean, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. With all that in mind, we're going to have a look at iconic fashion moments in American Horror Story alongside full winter 2020 trends. When I was looking into this, I don't know, I was a bit shocked that AHS Hotel, American Horror Story Hotel, came out six years ago. Yeah. There are trends in it that are obviously from like decades prior that are yeah. to like now, which is just... Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah. yeah, very. I don't know. Yeah, it just it's just a whole it's time warp fashion. Yeah, going on. But yeah, so first up, we have none other than the Countess. We have two selves: the one the world needs us to be, compliant, and the shadow. Ignore it, and life is forever suffering. The Countess's 1940s elegant style cannot be more separate from the weird and wonderful wardrobe of the actress who plays her, Lady Gaga. Her grand and outdated presence is informed by the clothes she wears and the legacy she has within the doors of Hotel Cortez. From the sweeping drama of the layers and flowy nature of her gowns to literally killing people left, right and centre and them being then swept away in rooms of the hotel to remain forever. It's just, you know, it's just all what's about, which is a bit strange. Yeah. I mean, literally, yeah. I don't know. I don't, it's just strange, right? In a way, we have to always consider that Despite her style being representative of 1940s, you know, she is someone who's been alive for about 100 years or so. And, you know, literally her outfits kind of span all decades, but they also kind of feel like they're stuck in the 40s for whatever reason that may be. I guess there's an element of like Hollywood glamour with the 30s and 40s gowns and the updos and diamonds and all of that. Really elegant Mm -hmm. and whatnot. But even the Countess captures Hollywood glamour, at least what we think we know of it today. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, I really, that's just, that's how I imagine it. And maybe she actually has something to do with, like, my my version of Hollywood glamour at the time. Like, 
you know, that could be misguided. I don't know. But that is genuinely how I picture it to be. And I do think, like, even though her gowns are all so different, like, they do kind of fit into, like, a genre of, like, classic, elegant, very feminine. They're always really feminine. Um, That's probably helped, like, had a part to play in building what I imagine it to be. But, again, like, I haven't done that much research into it, like, generally, like, Hollywood in different eras but yeah I would say that it definitely gives off that vibe a trend that is very apparent at least in one scene that I can recall from watching like yeah it's the full winter 2020 trend of the colored green oh my god yeah yeah my favorite outfit of hers really one shoulder yeah green dress I love it okay and the black fur yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, this this is this is great. This is great. Let me get inside. All right. So this trend at the time, in you know, for the full twenty twenty collections and stuff, was seen on yeah. runways for Valentino, Miu Miu, Kenzo, and all of that. Mm-hmm. The models were literally covered in the most vibrant emerald greens ever, dressed in money quite literally, and it just made me think of the Countess's green outfit. So the uh-huh. green outfit where she. Kill Tristan in front of Miss Taylor. I mean, fun fact here is yeah. that the costume designer, Lou Eirich, she said that in an interview with Variety, they only had like just one piece of, or yeah. one piece that probably stretched out like, you know, to yards or whatever, but one piece of Oscar de la Renta fabric, which in from what I can kind of oh. figure out, work out, probably cost an arm, leg, and maybe like two Kardashian oh. inheritances or something. I don't know. Literally. <laughs> but literally, so... And she said how when the Countess slices Tristan's neck, the blood mm. obviously goes everywhere, right? But yeah. I think people on set forgot that they have another scene to like to, to shoot. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so they had to like literally hand wash the blood out. And there were a few stains on it, and that's why she was wearing the black fur. Like, I think... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that wasn't even meant to be there, but it no. looks so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that scene starts off with her being quite, like you know sensitive and like because you know Liz Taylor is like I don't know struggles with like love in the past and like that's what we see um in in her flashbacks but like yeah so it starts off I'm pretty sure that the countess is like what's wrong like you don't seem yourself and Liz is like oh I'm in love and it's painful or something and um I don't know she seems like so like warm and I think green, you know, like the whole Mother Earth persona, yeah. like I feel like it starts off like that and then she becomes destructive because obviously Tristan is hers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, she kills one of them, Tristan. Yeah. She kills Tristan, um, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know, like it makes me sad because I love Liz Taylor. I think that she's like one of the nicest characters because um, there's not many. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know, but I just, I think that dress is so nice. Like, it's so feminine and elegant and suits her so much. And I, I think green is a colour that everyone needs to invest more in, in their, like, style. I think it suits every skin colour. I think it suits every season. Like, I love it. You know what? <laughs> I'm such a hypocrite because I just wear so much black and, like, white. I just wear, like, quite, like, not very interesting clothing colours but I would really like to branch out and like especially thinking about that scene you know if I had a wedding coming up or something (laughs) I would probably invest in a 
dress that kind of color i don't know i just think it's so nice on her and like the headdress is just like really elegant and feminine also considering the context of the scene then we'd have mm. to also remember that the color green is the color of envy how did yeah. i miss that <laughs> yeah i mean but, i only remember but, that because i wrote a poem when i was like i think i was 10 and it got published yeah. or something yeah and i was like oh my yeah, God. No, look at me but um yeah <laughs> so i feel like yeah and I feel like with that That's with that context, it's quite, I don't know, it's quite interesting. And then the way the blood splatters on the dress and everything. Yeah. That envy context is just a bit. Yeah. I don't know if it's, it's not romantic. It's like the opposite of that. I don't yeah. know what it is. I know but, what you mean. You know? It's definitely symbolic. Yeah. But what it's symbolic of is... I don't know. I mean, that's what English degrees are for, but we don't do that anymore. So Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because, like, fashion is such a huge thing for her character, but then, like, she kills people all the time. It just gets all over her clothes. But I guess Mrs. Evers is there to sort it out. But you would think that she'd be more careful, but I guess killing is the main objective. That, and I also feel like there's an element of... Not element, there's an aura of abundance about the Countess. Like, yeah. she has it all. She can get more if she wants to. She that's never runs true. out kind of thing yeah she never runs out of reasons and ways to kill people she never runs out of clothing no that's true definitely she just yeah she has it all but does she (laughs) next up we have two full winter 2020 trends one being chain or chain mail and the other being jewel embellishment so gucci Mm -hmm. lanvin off-white and salvatore ferragamo i think i'm pronouncing that correctly all showcase chained up and bejeweled looks for the season and we obviously cannot not talk about the Countess's glove. We'd be crazy not to. The glove was, of course, created by prop designer Brian Rogers, who came up with the glove's flicking motion. And the prestigious jeweler, Michael Schmidt, was the person who made Countess's delicate yet deadly fingers encrusted in diamonds. Was, you know, she seductively used her glove as a murder weapon, because who wouldn't want to do that? Um, mm. Yeah. So when worn, it looks like a regular glove, but dazzled um, with just little diamonds and that. But, you know, cross her and you'll feel her wrath. So <laughs> what are your thoughts? Because I thought it was quite a clever way to kill someone, which is... Definitely. Awkward, but yeah. Because it, it fits in with her image, doesn't it? Like if she had like a pistol or like, I don't know, like a bat or something, it just wouldn't work as well. Yeah. And because it's like, because it's like, um, what's the word? I mean, hidden like it's basically hidden yeah behind like the beauty of the bejeweled glove it's kind of it fits in with her as well because you see her and be like wow but she's pretty evil underneath it but yeah I really like it I think it's another one of those things where like in my normal life and like for my style I think with jewelry like it's best to keep it like, I love a layered necklace and mm. whatever like not too simplistic but I don't like things that are like overcrowded jewelry but on her again it works (laughs) and I just think it's great and also if it wasn't so um busy and embellished the thing would be more obvious but it's just it makes it even more slick the blade sorry um and it's just so slick every time she does it and she does it to herself doesn't she yeah 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 because then people can like suck her blood and become a vampire. It's ridiculous, isn't it? So ridiculous. It's so weird. Like that's another thing about this series. Like it's pretty ridiculous, but I love it. Oh, I was reading somewhere. I can't remember where I read it, but Ryan Murphy was like pretty insistent on like the weapon of choice for the Countess and Donovan. Yeah, Donovan's like oh, a former lover, right? 
Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Irene's son. Is it Iris's son? Yeah. You know, Kathy Bates. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was pretty insistent on like chainmail being like used for their weapons, like to kill people. Yeah. Not too sure why. Don't know if it was for aesthetic yeah. purposes or I I don't know if it was if that it was like a a call out to the medieval nature of vampires. I don't know. That's like what you see on like knights or yeah. whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. feel like I've seen much of that around. Chainmail, at least from what I've seen on, on runways and stuff, has been interpreted as or it could be interpreted as you know like when people wear those like let's say you have like a plain white top, right? And then you mm-hmm. have like a crop top, but it's made out of like diamond, like a long diamond yes. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. supposed to be well, it's not really chainmail, but I guess that's how they're reinterpreting it. Right. Um, just yeah, but I, I just, I mean, okay. yeah, mm, I, don't I know. quite like it. You know, it, is it the same as you know? Um, you can buy like over bras, and people wear them to festivals, and they're like yeah. metal. I think they look really cool. I would yeah. never wear them myself, but like. <laughs> I love, I love them. I bought one from Topshop. I don't know, maybe like oh, two, cool. a few years ago. No, not cool because it broke. I even wore oh, it. Oh no! Yeah, okay, yeah I could have told you that. Was it meant to be? <laughs> Was it meant to be? And to be honest, I'm kind of happy that I didn't really go with it because I feel like chainmail and jewelry in that sort of excess should only be done by the countess anyways on your hands. Yeah, we'll leave it to her. Yeah, like, she can go get on with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on mm-hmm. to the Countess, I want to focus on Liz Taylor. So, yeah. of course, when we're talking about Liz Taylor, a lot of people think we're talking about, you know, the Hollywood starlet icon yeah. of Hollywood cinema. But no, we're talking about Dennis O'Hare's portrayal of gossiping transgender barmaid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Liz Taylor. Her wardrobe embraces full winter 2020 trends of cape wearing to sparkling, which essentially just like overdone shimmers and sequins and all of that. And I just think it's quite interesting that from what I've read in a lot of like costume blogs and stuff, a lot of people have seen her costume, her whole like costume design and wardrobe as being inspired by the decline of Liz Taylor, the actress, in order to make the character's decline in the show. I think, I don't really remember her storyline that much, but I think you might do. And I think... yeah. From what I can remember, I know that she like longs for love and she has problems with that. Mm-hmm. But from like just thinking about what she looks like, she has mm-hmm. that classic um, Cleopatra eyeshadow mm-hmm. and eyeliner that Elizabeth Taylor was made famous for in the movie Cleopatra. She, I think she wears like turbans and stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. what are they called? Um, ca- caftans? The like flowy... Dr- um... Oh, caftan or kimono. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. I think she was cast under stuff. And so from a blog post posted by Tom and Lorenzo in 2015, they mm-hmm. say that Liz Taylor's costumes aren't based one-to-one on the real Elizabeth Taylor's famously distinct wardrobe, but it's a flawlessly loving homage nonetheless, incorporating all the classic elements of a very specific time period of her life, mm-hmm. mainly her 40s, spanning mostly of the 1970s, a period when she never met a caftan or turban she didn't love. It makes it makes a particularly appropriate choice because this period of Taylor's life was marked by a persistent sense of her decline, both in her own eyes and in the eyes of the public. Now, from what I kind of know of Elizabeth Taylor through hearsay and just like media portrayals, right? Yeah. She was like, you know, a classic iconic screen beauty. But I do yeah. know 
that because of the era of cinema that she was from and the era of celebrity that she was from and being a woman, there was like an expiration date on how on how her beauty should be and right. And I think that might have knocked her a bit. And I think she was also quite she became quite ill as well. She gained weight, which of course was a no no. God forbid. I know, right? Crazy. Um <laughs> And in other, I think also Tom and Lorenzo state that she was experiencing her tragic aging beauty period, which is quite harsh. Um, yeah. Yeah. So in with all that in mind of the real Elizabeth Taylor, yeah. does this sort of resonate in your opinion with the Liz Taylor that we see in American Horror Story Hotel? I think like, honestly, I don't know enough about Elizabeth Taylor, but like, I know that like her femininity mm-hmm. is obviously like everything and like and obviously like women really do experience that like the the expiry in that time especially um and i know that in liz taylor's story so it's like he's a father with his family he has this secret he he never really could have that expression of femininity and then liz taylor like who she now is yeah um that's just like her exploration of being feminine and like yeah. you just all her like mannerisms and like her scent her like sensitivity as well like is very feminine and i think yeah, I, I wonder why, I think maybe the style and that kind of feminine persona is why they attached themselves to Liz Taylor specifically. I don't know, like, I don't know if I can say much because I'm not quite sure. I will do some more research about Elizabeth Taylor now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just such experimental style and also just being the ultimate like feminine beauty which is like so different from like the repressed man that they lived as before I mean that's how I kind of see it like and she's just so impassioned I don't know I love her so much I think she's the best character and um yeah it's nice to see that and then I guess the hotel is a good place for her because that's her new... Well, no, it's not, I guess, because she's trapped. But <laughs> it's just, that's kind of where she was born as Liz Taylor. Yeah. Um, so I guess in that sense, that is her true home, birthplace, whatever. But for a lot of people, it's like their doom. So yeah. I guess that's kind of a nice twist on it. But obviously, like, I mean, I need to actually watch the episode where they go deeper into her history because I could be a bit off the tracks. But yeah. I mean, that was a big waffle, but I think I know what I mean. (laughs) I want to know if American Horror Story has informed your personal style in any way, shape or form. I'm talking in terms of reality or just like a fantasy wardrobe of yours? Definitely like in my fantasy wardrobe, I'd say. Like the thing is... I don't have any excuse to be wearing such extravagant things like <laughs> like the Countess wears, for example. Um, I definitely like I definitely admire them in a more imagined sense because, like, I have to be honest, I'm pretty um, plain in what I wear. I'd say like I just like wearing like baggy jeans. I like to be comfy. I do like 
put thought into what I wear, but I'd say I dress a bit less feminine than than I'd like to. I don't know why I just always gravitate to those kind of clothes. But yeah, definitely like when I see like Lady Gaga looking so feminine and like I just think she looks great and I do think you know when she wears like one shoulder things you know like in that green dress yeah I love that like I love when there's like a bit of collarbone on show I think it looks really good and like elegant and I I've definitely got elements of that in my wardrobe I also think like a bit of a rogue character but you know Alex Lowe the doctor yeah John's wife yeah so she's like I wouldn't say she's like an inspo for me, but I think, you know, sometimes if you're like, if I was that kind of person, I'd wear that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like if I was like a tall, you know, mum or something, I'd quite like to dress like her. Like she kind of looks like she she shops in like, you know, the like classy vibes of Zara. So she's got like the nice neutral colours going on, like kind of like a nice shirt, but with a trench coat. I don't know, like styled in a nice way. Like it's quite like Zara basics, but... um, in a nice feminine way I guess I guess what I'm saying is that I would quite like to invest in more like feminine but yeah like I just think it's nice to be comfortable but it's also nice to like you know wear some sparkles wear some bright colors I need to invest in that and then I think like Liz Taylor with all her sparkles like that's such a new year's vibe isn't it like glitter and you know you never know. I might get something in inspired by Liz. What about you? I don't know. I I have green in my wardrobe. Now I do. I kind of did a wardrobe clear up, but then I also brought things out. If that makes sense. Yeah. Some things are just yeah. in, and it's like, no, I know we have to wear these things, you know? That's good. That's yeah. like environmentally, that's very good as well. Yeah, exactly. You've got to repurpose. You've got to go green to be green, you know? Literally. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I did that. So I've got... I've got some green things, so I'm definitely in that, you know, Countess Slay mm-hmm. vibe. Okay, so I don't know if I could say, like, I'd be donning a turban anytime soon. That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but, fair, fair. Yeah, but I feel like um, the subtle elements, I think I think the Countess sometimes wears, like, brooches and stuff. Or, like, yeah. Yeah, yes. like, things like that I love. Pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, I just, I love little things like that or how um she'll have like fur or just the I think in this general sense in terms of yeah. style, I like to try and mix things with the new and the old which is what I kind of think American Horror Story Hotel does anyways yeah definitely I've, I've purchased a few headbands right um oh, cool. because a I think they're kind of cool me when I get like when I by the time I get like my hair sorted and stuff and I have it on it kind of makes mm. me feel like I'm like Anne Boleyn don't know oh what, wow yeah, which is yeah. a, a weird person to want to envision yourself as but yeah True. so yeah I feel like it's just about being like experimental like having the confidence to you know wear like bright colors and like I'm I think that's actually my new year's resolution like trying to get more color in my wardrobe because it's just like apparently it can actually have an impact on your mood if you wear something bright and happy like you're likely to Thank you, Sarah, so much for joining. Oh, on thanks episode. for having me. It's actually so nice to like, you know, have a discussion about like TV. It's, <laughs> it's fun. I've n- I never really do it. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I like I really, I really enjoyed it, and it's just been cool to go down. Yeah. I guess like memory. I was going to say memory lane, but memory runway. 
I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's been really cool, and I've I need to yeah. rewatch American Horror Story Hotel again. Yeah. Just for the vibes. Yeah, it's been it's been amazing. Thank you oh. so much. Where can Thank the people you. find you? So, um, you know what? I do have a Twitter account. Okay. Um, not much going on there, but please <laughs> do follow if you like. It's Sarah M. Colgan, C-O-L-G-A-N. Um, give it a follow. I'm hoping to make it more of like an interesting space this year, to be fair. Um, I have a lot of time for Twitter, actually. I think it's probably the best social media out there. But that's controversial. <laughs> <laughs> As for us, you know where we are. Follow us on Twitter at Real Fashion Pod on Instagram at Real Fashion Pod. Make sure you tag us in all things <laughs> fashion at hashtag Real Fashion, hashtag Real Fashion Pod. And yeah, if you are interested in contributing in any way, shape or form to the podcast and have any fashion moments from any film or TV shows whatsoever, then make sure you hit us up on our email at realfashionpod at gmail.com. And yeah, lastly, have a great week. Bye. Men deserve toys, too. Manly toys. With Goat Guns, we turned historical firearms into accurate miniature gun models. They are one-third the scale and less than one-tenth the cost. Our die-cast metal models come with intricate working parts so you have something to fidget around with during those work calls. Have a little fun and start your gun model collection today at GoatGuns.com.